This podcast is being brought to you by WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. WXAV, bringing the best podcasts to you. Support for this WXAV podcast is being provided by Bookies, new and used books. Located at 10324 Southwestern Avenue in Chicago, Bookies specializes in new and used books. Their selection includes new releases, bestsellers, and books that are out of print. For more information, please visit their website at bookieschicago.com. You can also find them on Facebook by searching Bookies Chicago or call them at 773-239-1110. Support for WXAV 88.3 FM is being provided by the Northwest Community Credit Union. If you live or work in Lake, Will, or suburban Cook Counties, you can become a member of the Northwest Community Credit Union. For 80 years, the credit union has offered a comprehensive roster of financial products and services to help their members meet their financial goals. For more information on becoming a member, please visit their website at nwccu.com. You can also call them at 847-647-1030 or stop in at the Credit Union House on the St. Xavier campus across from the Graham School of Management. Hello and welcome to another episode of Awesome Albums here on WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. I'm your host, Caesar, and as always, I am joined with my co-host, your co-host, Eddie. And Eddie, last week we had promised our listeners that we were going to talk about Favorite Worst Nightmare by the Arctic Monkeys. Favorite Worst Nightmare is Arctic Monkeys' second studio album, clunks in at 37 minutes with 12 tracks, and came out in 2007 after their debut album, Whatever People Say I Am, That's What I'm Not, it took off like a rocket. And Favorite Worst Nightmare was no sophomore slump for the Arctic Monkeys. Exactly. This was actually my first Arctic Monkeys album that I ever listened to, and it hooked me right away. You know, I've been a fan of indie rock and alternative, and I feel like this is a standout album at the time this was released. With every single Arctic Monkeys album, this album just again shows this incredible evolution of the band that Alex Turner decides to direct it in. And Eddie, why don't we just get right into it with the first song of the track, Brianstorm. Brianstorm is actually a very explosive start to the album and tells a story of Brian, this dude with a ton of swagger. You know, he's very smooth, and it seems like Alex Turner is in awe of this random dude. Yeah, and kind of showing how well moves he has with lines like, she'll be saying, uh, excuse me, show me the jacuzzi. Alex painting this persona that might also be a little bit reflective of him and how he is with this increased amount of stardom and girls falling at his feet at every second. That's actually funny because I had thought that this was Alex kind of making fun of a person like that with that just knows that they are the stuff, you know, in a, in a matter of speaking. But there's elements that it could just be reflective of Alex Turner's own personality. And, I mean, throughout the album, I feel like there's other instances where Alex Turner is showing us that this band is a little bit self-aware. In tracks like This House is a Circus and If You Were There Beware, I think is Alex showing us a little bit of the hecticness that Arctic Monkeys was thrown into after skyrocketing to the world stage as a band. 
I love it when musicians and bands can talk about the music industry and what it really means to them because, you know, we see this glorified version of the music industry. You know, you make this chart-topping song and, you know, you're off to perform live and stages, tour the country, but in reality, the music industry is a wild industry to be in and it can be very stressful for a lot of artists, you know, and actually one of my favorite lines from this house is a circus is and we're forever unfulfilled and can't think why you know you would think that being this rock star would mean that your life is fulfilled you would live your wildest dreams but there's a lot of artists that don't really feel fulfilled even when they're at the top and you know the next song if you were there beware shows a more personal side to alex turner alex paints a picture of the paparazzi just heckling his ex-girlfriend after Maybe possibly some scandal broke loose, but, you know, Alex is upset about this because, you know, in the song, if I predicted tears, then I wouldn't have said it. You know, it shows this really personal side to Alex. Yeah, and at the end of the song, it's almost this distorted circus-like music with Alex Turner repeating the lyrics, I don't know what it is that they want. I don't know what it is that they want. Also kind of showing, like, how much more can a paparazzi get out of him? Yes, yes. I like when in this album, Alex can touch upon things that he's experienced. You know, for example, you have Fluorescent Adolescent, probably the most popular on this album. When I first listened to the song, I thought it was more of an upbeat song. It was more positive, but it's a song that reminisces about youth. And, you know, it can come off as kind of melancholy. You know, remember when you used to be a rascal and the best you ever had is just a memory. It's it's a catchy and infectious song that just kind of leaves an impact on you when you really delve into the lyrics. And Fluorescent Adolescent invokes this emotion and thought line like almost like you were wishing you knew when the good old times were before the good old times were over. I think that's when this album shines the most, when Alex and the band can really pull from that area. You know, for example, you have old yellow bricks and, you know, this is a reference to Wizard of Oz, but... Alex talks about escaping from his hometown and going into the big city, living that big city life. But why? Why does he want to escape this hometown? You know, he says, you are the fugitive, but you don't know what you're running from. But at the end of the track, you know, he's just like, Dorothy was right. And, you know, if if any of you have seen Wizard of Oz, you know, Dorothy says there's no place like home. It's a very relatable song because a lot of people just want to escape their hometown just because they've lived there all their lives. They're They're bored of it. But once they leave, you know, they end up possibly missing their hometown you know you never know what you have until it's gone yeah and that little break in the middle of the song where the guitars have a little solo and all the instruments just go a little crazy for a bit almost evokes this emotion of wanting to break out this sudden lash out to get out and then we have kind of like the follow-up to that song the last track on the album 505 where he's reminiscing about going back to a place you know we don't really know what 505 is but i feel that it is connected to old yellow bricks and his journey back home you know he also talks about you know a girl waiting for him back home it's just another relatable song that i think ends the album really nicely i mean this isn't the only instance in favorite worst nightmare where the arctic monkeys take it slow in the two songs only one who knows and do me a favor they take it down really slow for only one who knows with this slower, dreamy, spacey guitar. But with Do Me a Favor, 
they keep up this slow song status while also waiting for this chance to break out and really vent out a lot of pent-up emotion. I think this album works really well because, you know, we have that explosive start, but after Fluorescent Adolescence, we get this slow kind of reflective tracks that just, that works really well within the context of the album. Of course, we pick it up back again, but then, of course, we slow it back down towards the end. I think the pacing of this album really shines. With songs like Teddy Picker, D is for Dangerous, and Balaclava, pleasing longtime fans with the signature Arctic Monkey sound of jangly guitars, fast lyric delivery by Alex Turner, and this indie rock punk feel that Alex Turner is known for. Yes, and I completely agree. Now, Eddie, should we talk about some of our highlights in this album? Yeah, for sure. Some of my favorite songs have to be Brian Storm, Do Me a Favor, and 505, where all of these tracks are really good examples for the overall sound and theme of this song, with Brian Storm taking on that signature Arctic Monkey sound, with Do Me a Favor showing how much they can release emotion within a song and 505 where arctic monkeys dial it back a little bit while alex turner still delivers these lyrics straight out of like english literature and you know i definitely agree with your picks for brian storm and 505 you know honestly i think brian storm is a great opener to the album and 505 is just a perfect closer but you know they couldn't be more different since brian storm is explosive and loud and 505 is slower and and calmer but you know i also got to give a shout out to fluorescent adolescent you know it's kind of like a basic pick but that song doesn't get old i really love that song and then the composition and the subject matter it's just a standout track for me and towards the end of the track i do think the second half is a little better than the first half but this house is a circus and if you were there beware is a great one-two punch with great instrumentation and great lyricism Yeah, this was only Arctic Monkeys' second album, and, you know, later on in their career, they do explore these darker themes. But Favorite Worst Nightmare is that perfect in-between of early signature Arctic Monkeys and later darker experimental monkeys. And this is what makes Favorite Worst Nightmare an awesome album. And I guess that concludes our discussion on Favorite Worst Nightmare by Arctic Monkeys. Tune in next week when we talk about toxicity by System of a Down. You just listened to another episode of Awesome Albums here on WXAV 88.3 FM and WXAV.com. Thank you very much for listening to this WXAV 88.3 FM podcast. Be sure to visit our website, WXAV.com, for more information on your escape from Ordinary Radio.